Okay. Okay, I show whenever you're ready. Good. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Malik yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. غير المخدوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين آمين All right um, So can everyone hear me all right? It's okay? All right, good. So let's go ahead and look at our first screen. So so that, uh, yeah, years ago, uh, Pablo Benito, he, he uh, went through the geometry on a page for me, sacred geometry on one page with dots and points and lines and things like that. And, uh, and that was so clear and so insightful. I just, I've kept that for years now. So I really want to thank him for being able to so beautifully uh, explain how geometry works for me. <laughs> And so we're looking, the way that Ibn Arabi approaches this is this point, point, point makes a line. And he says, he keeps telling us about that, these points, that if they get, the closer they get together, the closer they get to a line, but they don't actually make a line. But this closer and closer together means that this is a fractal geometry. So instead of zero dimension, and one dimension, there's some fraction in between there. So a bunch of points very closely put together are like 0.8 of a dimension. And because they can't, and you can't go from 0.99999 to one dimension. And that is that you can't get there from here. Now, if you look down there at, that, at the asymptotes on, the, on that graph there, the one over X graph, if you take that red line and you try to go, you go closer and closer to the x-axis and the y-axis, but you can never touch the x-axis and go to the other side. So we get closer and closer and closer, but we never switch over to the other side. And the way we can experience that is when is sleep. So if you're awake, you're awake, awake, and you're going to say, I'm going to stay awake all, all the time until I, I'm going to go to sleep consciously. I'm going to wake, wake, wake. And then you're getting closer and closer to sleep, closer and closer to sleep. And then suddenly it's the morning and you wake up again. So in the same way in the sleep, you think I'll slowly come into to waking, but you don't. You'll suddenly, now you're awake. And so we don't understand how you can be in one state, and then come into the other state. But we know that you can't get there from here. You can't just walk these points until they become a line. So this is zero and one dimension and all the dimensions in between. Now what we can do if we're trying to describe what this one dimension is, then we might say it's a split, it's a separation, a line splits. So when you have a line in a page, you've split the page and you've separated this side from that side. And this split and separation, we've seen that with the, the single word coming down to the throne and then dividing into polarity at the footstool and the do and do not and the on and off. And so for Ibn Arabi, this is the ink pot starts, and then there's a pen, and then so it can then split, so that the ink pot and the pen can be separate, so that something else can be written. So in order to write, the ink pot has to separate from the pen, and then the pen dips into the ink pot and does all its work. In the same way, Adam Eve, one entity, splits to make Adam Eve, so that now, childbirth can take place. So now we can have multiplication of entities. 
So that's the, what happens when we enter into the first dimension and have a line. So as we're dots getting closer and closer to the line, getting closer and closer to falling asleep, we might say, what will it be like when I get to the other side? And in a sense, the answer is, you'll now see something that you hadn't seen before, which is splitting and separation. And then when we're moving to another one, we have lines, these one-dimensional lines, and we make line, 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 line. And at some point, then there, we can see that we're about to get closer to a plane. But we can't get from lines to the plane. But the plane, we then ask, what happens to us lines when we get something that's called a plane? And so on the line, we're going forward and backwards, forward and backwards. And then we're told there's another direction besides forward and backwards where you would squeeze and go that way. <laughs> and then when you go that way, suddenly, instead of being a line going back and forth, you would have width. You would have an, an inside, which then makes something else outside. And we'll, if Aisha will recite the verse, uh, that Ibn Arabi always uses to explain insides and outsides. So, over all things, knowing. So that is Allah puts and who puts the knowing on everything. And that knowing is where it is at any one moment. It's inside, it's outside, it's first, it's last. So if we're asking, how will I know, what will it feel like when I come to that other side, this two dimensions, the answer will be, you'll suddenly feel there's an inside and an outside. But you can't get inside and outside from a line alone. So this is, this is, the, this is the transition, uh, which is like the asymptote, suddenly you're on the other side. And then we can continue with this one. And we're now planes, we're now two dimensional. And we're a plane, and if you take a plane and put another plane and layer them, like a mifui, like a thousand layers, a thousand feathering layers, you will see that you could be coming closer and closer to having a volume. So a volume is something that we move front and back, left and right, and now we're told there's yet another way you can move, and when you're moving that way, you'll be going up and down, which we know familiarly, and something special will happen. And so you say, what, will, what special thing will happen? And the answer is, you'll be able to see sequence and depth. That is, some things will be before other things, some things will be after, and there'll be depth. You'll be able to see that there's something back there. So this is the, the movement towards the third dimension. When we enter the third dimension, we enter into a world of volume, where things are sequential and have depth, and that we say something is behind something. Um, I don't know if, if Omar has been able to to come on the on the the session. Omar is in UK right now, but uh, he might not have been able to make. He mentioned he probably couldn't. So let me go ahead and re recite, uh, read the, the the translation of this verse of Quran. These verses of Quran. Did we not assign him two eyes and a tongue and two lips and guided him to the two high roads, but he did not attempt the ascent? What will convey to you what the ascent is? It is to free a slave and to provide food in a time of hunger to an orphan near in kinship or to the poor afflicted with misery. So we've talked a lot about these two eyes and two eyes are the ways that we see depth. And the reason we want to see depth is we want to see the high roads and we want to ascend. So if we are in two dimensions, there's no ascension, there's nowhere up or down. But in three dimensions, there is an ascent. 
And what is this ascent? It is doing all of these things which thin the main membrane and make the membrane that's separating us from this other world, it thins it. And then through freeing a slave, through feeding the poor, through taking care of the orphan, all of these things which thin the membrane. And then in a sense, we wake up and we're on the other side. Now this, uh, Ibn Arabi also uh, takes us through these dimensions using the letter Aleph and said that the Aleph then it has these special qualities, which as you look at it in different perspectives, in different dimensions, it becomes seemingly very different. So the Aleph starts out as a point right up there, that red dot up there is a point. And this is the point that's in the noon. So the noon, the N, the noon is the womb. And, it's, and the womb is also the whale where Jonah is in the womb because Jonah is said to have been born twice. So he has, he's twice born. And so in the whale, in the womb, he gets another birth. And so the noon has a dot there. And Ibn Arabi says that this dot is the Aleph but looked at from above. So if you have a stick and you look at it from above, it simply looks like a point or a dot. And then when that stick is rotated, then you begin to see, oh, it's a stick, it's a line. So when the dot of the noon is rotated, it's be, you see the Aleph. And the noon is also a double. There's the noon and then there's a barzak, the membrane, and behind or above or beyond or somehow the noon, there's another part of the noon because the noon is actually a circle which is divided into half by this membrane. And what makes it move, what makes this womb move from one world to the other world is the Aleph. And so when you rotate the Aleph, then you begin to see into the next, the upper noon in the other world. And then this, if you take a, 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 uh, a sphere and you cut out the equator, you have an equator like this, if you put the equator like this, rotate it 90 degrees, you look at it straight, all you see is a line. So the line is actually, when you rotate it, turns out to be a circle. And then this circle, uh, it, the cross section of a sphere cross section is this circle. And then the cross section of a hypersphere is the sphere. So we get closer and closer to the hypersphere and we want to know what is it like on the other side when we have introduced and learned that extra uh, dimension, that new direction. So that's our question mark there. What is the process that pushes us into that other realm? And then what is the, what have we learned and what can we describe when we are in that other realm? Just the way we wanted to describe each of these dimensions as we went through. So to sum up what we've, where we are so far, you can't get there from here, but we have access to cross sections so we can multiply good deeds just as points are multiplied as a prelude and a preparation for the line. So these volumes, they, we have, they, are the, they are the cross section of this hypersphere and they're coming at us one volume after another. So every event that we are amid, every event that we are inside of is a volume. And, there's, and this is the new creation, so there's a new volume and then another volume and another volume. And the question is, do we ever, are we able, able to see what these cross sections are cross sections of? Can we see that whole picture of which this volume surrounding us at every moment is a cross section of? And in a sense, the answer is free the slave uh, and feed the orphan and take care of the poor and take care of the orphan. That is, do these volumes one after the other and link them up and as these volumes get linked up, they become almost or primed 
or as a prelude to going into that other dimension where you see the the full picture so that's the question how do we and we can't get there from here using our minds using analogy using our ideas but somehow we do get to the other side and how does that happen so these we are in volumes every moment every t1 every t2 every t3 every moment we are in a volume and that volume can be we can describe them we can describe the light that it has we can describe the sound that it has we can describe the particles that give that we smell we can describe the actions that we are doing all of these things are the volume that we are in and so ibn arabi talks about the breath journey from chest through mouth so the the who starts with the chest and comes out and then without any change of the mouth it comes out into the world and so it creates its own volume and then the mouth can be shaped so that the breath comes out in letters and shapes these letters and the hand when writing can shape the letters because all letters are the alif and then they're bent and shaped and modulated until they become other letters but those who see can see that the aleph is still inside the other letters. And every sound comes from ah and ho and oo. And so all of these sounds are found in all of the letters that are shaped by the mouth. And those who can, can hear can hear the who in every sound that's coming out. And when the who comes out, when the sound comes out, it's no longer unseen, it's now seen. So it is the who, and it's not the who. It is the who because it's the seen who, but it's not the who because the who is never seen. It's unseen. So it is and it isn't. And when the sound comes out, it moves in waves throughout this entire volume and goes through the seven skies. And the letters are journeying through the seven skies. And this is where Ibn Arabi for pages talks about this laborious travel route of every sound and every letter. And it's, it's, it sounds, well, I began to think of it as, I started thinking of it as it goes from A to B to C to D and just goes to all these things. Well, it's not quite like that. What it is is that there are these disks and it's going through disks. So there is a disk right here um, at the throat and that throat disk reaches out all the way to some planet and it reaches out in a certain hertz and a certain wave frequency and it creates a certain a guttural sound. So all of so all of my mouth is linked as disks to far far planets, and so that a sound can go through the Venus circle or orbit, or it can go through the Mars one, and all of these. So so that shows because there is no separation here. These lines, these waves, move in a certain plane, an orbit, which is a volume. If we were thinking of Four dimensions and it links them that far far planet far 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 stars all of them coming into here linked to where they happen in the mouth and these this if you think now we've got let's go look at the shish kebab uh, analogy you've got a stick and you put things on it on elements on these sticks you put some tomatoes and carrots and all these good things so you've got all these things on a stick and you can see that all of these things are linked by the stick. They all share and are linked and connected by this stick, even though the tomato here is not touching the onion here, but it is touching the stick here. So this stick then is the ladder, is the ladder, a daraja. And Ibn Arabi has this passage then, learn my dear friend that God made from the, from the sky to the earth. And so this is, whichever direction we're looking at, ascending ladders to the count of the created beings so that each created being has an ascending ladder. 
and there's no place in the skies to place a foot except it is inhabited by an angel who is celebrating the tasbih of God and remembering who? The dhikr of Allah. Using whatever has been defined for him as his dhikr. And learn that God has in the earth angels of this kind also never rising to the sky ever. And an angelic family in the skies who never descend to the earth ever. Each has learned his salat and his tasbih. So this is how, like the shish kebab. They don't seem to be connected, the top and the bottom, but the stick links them all. And so this, these orbits are all linked in the passage from the chest to the mouth and then beyond. Um, I think Hamida will, will sing our ilahi for this one. Good. Every breath is a path to all each life and open door, beloved. Every breath is a path to all each life and open door. Hi, hi, every soul says yes to the truth. Illallah, hu, ya. Every soul is praising the truth, Allah alone, beloved. The holy friends are past description, their ways are manifold, beloved. The holy friends are past description, their ways are manifold, Hi, hi, their clear dawn is divine unity. Illallah, hu, yahoo, every breath. Oh, sorry, their green springtime divine unity. Allah alone, beloved. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this one is, uh, this must be Yunus Emre getting this directly from Ibn Arabi because this is a passage that Ibn Arabi has. It actually starts out that he says when he describes the friends and he describes them over pages and pages and then he says, as you can see, it's these friends are past description. They cannot, you cannot finish describing them and each thing they do is different and it's beloved. So he has that passage and then right after that he says, and I'm telling you this be, so that you don't say they are on a path that I'm not on. And that works both ways. That's saying that um, I can sit there and say, well, those, those friends, they're all pious, great saints, and they're not like me, so how do they know the problems I'm going through? So that's one way I can say, they're not on my path. Uh, and then, or I could be saying the other way, saying that, um, that they don't see, I don't see what they're seeing, and if I saw what they saw, maybe I would then be pious and saintly and all those kinds of things. And Ibn Arabi is saying, not, that's, none of that's going to work, because he's saying every breath is a path to Allah. So wherever path you are on, that path is this, that path is your ladder, and you have a unique ladder. You have this ladder, every created being has a ladder, and that ladder can take you in one step to where you want to go. So every breath is a path to Allah. So that's a direct quote from Ibn Arabi. And that's pretty unusual, I think. And I mean, it shows the, the transmission of Ibn Arabi was very much on the inside. <laughs> Uh, because uh, you don't find people really quoting him throughout the centuries in the same way. Okay. So, and some of you will know where this is. I just found out about it, but this is a beautiful, all of these orbits then are all interlocking orbits. So in the shish kebab of the cosmos, they don't seem to be linked except if you watch the stick and then you see that they're all there on the stick. And so with this, all of them on this stick, all of them connected, all these planes, which are one after the other nesting inside each other, then you get to see that our, this is our volume that we live in. This is a connected volume. And that in this volume, all of these connections, all these planes are sounds and letters, and they all come from the breath. And, they, and so they all come from Ar-Rahman, and so they are the one who settled on the cosmic throne. I think Maki will sing for us here.
Uh, Baki, are we on? <laughs> there she is. You are the knower, you are the one. Nothing exists apart from you. Boundless mercy, fountain of life. La ilaha illallah, I am your garden of beautifulness. Nothing exists from you. Wherever I look, I see only sense. La ilaha illallah, all right, thank you. So keep that one. Wherever I look, I see only saints. So where is that coming from? Let's look here. Okay, so this will be entering two poems by Ibn Arabi, and Klaus will start with this one, inshallah. When I saw love's magnitude becoming tremendously immense, while I had no power in my hands against it, until death. I was impassioned for love of love for all my days. I will never say it's enough for me. Whatever love was bestowed on me, it is enough. Thank you. Yeah, when Ibn Arabi talks about this, he sometimes talks about Bayezid Bistami, who said, the lover drinks the sea and says, I'm still thirsty, I'm still thirsty. And this impassion for love of love, that's what last week Ali Rahman says, that it's not loving something, it's loving, loving. It's loving, loving. And then we have, of course, with Farida, she sings, uh, I'm in love with love. And so that's, that's, what was, that's what's going on here <laughs> with this poem. Beautiful. Uh, and Marta, I think, will read us this one. And about this one, now, in Arabic, you don't have capital letters, but if you say antum, the plural of you, then that's often the capital Y-U. So you'll find out this who's you, who's who in this one is, is a, a beautiful one. So go ahead, Martha. I have detained you in my house in order to make my image emerge visibly. So glory to you, sight of my brilliant radiance and exalted beyond exalted beyond your eyes have not sighted my likeness perfectly complete and no eye has sighted a projected likeness like you human being thus there remains in all possible worlds none more perfect than you i raised the demonstration from the law providing this Whatever perfection there is, it is not other than you. Flush against every facet, that is what it is. I emerge visibly to my creation in an image of Adam, and I confirmed this in the laws as faith. If there were in all possible worlds any more perfect than you, it would, it would be a deficiency in me if there were. Yes, you're singled out by an image from my presence and more perfectly complete than I, there is not. Thus he explained. Yeah. Yeah, this hasn't been edited by Rowan yet, our, our editor, and he's going <laughs> to, it's going to be fun to see what he says about all of this. I raised a demonstration from the law proving this. Now, who's speaking there? That's that's interesting. I will say that it's Allah saying, I raised a demonstration from the law proving this. I'm using my own Quran to prove this to you. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. What a, what a poem this is. So what is this moving into this other direction? And it's when you are startled. So let's start here. This is why when you gather yourself together in yourself, so this is gathering yourself together in yourself, becoming integrated, such that you begin to become a single thing, you become integrated, a single thing. Your inner energy passes through like an arrow and penetrates whatever you desire. 
This is a tasting collected together in the family of God who are pivots, the qutubs, because the hand of Allah is with the whole, with the jama'ah. You see, by the whole, the cosmos emerge visibly, and the disparate entities are nothing but who. So this is, so we're, you're saying, how do you build up to go over to the other place, that other extra dimension? And the answer is, you can't get there from here. You can't simply build things and find a way, a bridge to now move over to the other side. And so the intellect cannot think of, and analogy cannot lead the way for how you go to the other side. But we do go to the other side. And when you are on the other side, something very strange happens. So we said that when you enter the first dimension, what strange thing happens is that there's a split and a separation. And the next one, we said there was an inside and an out. And in the third time, we said there's a sequence and depth. And now the fourth time, the question mark time, is what is there? And what there is, I'll just have to work, work with it. Stay with me for a minute. <laughs> so when you're walking along and suddenly you see something in a crowd. Okay, imagine you're looking through a forest and a very dense forest very kind of Indonesian dense forest. And suddenly there's a tiny pocket mirror in that, in that bush, in those bushes, and, that, and it's facing you. And suddenly you see your picture, you see your image in the midst of all this jungle. And that what, what's the experience? The experience is being startled because what you thought is here is what you're looking at over there. And it's startling and it's called wedged. It's this, you've found something that is so startling that it knocks you out. And wujud, being, and wajada, found. So being found, so when you are lost, and all of a sudden, you've been found. It's a sudden movement that you are no longer in this volume. You're somewhere else because you have just been found. So it's startling. And it's the peekaboo. It's that suddenly, you see something and you had not seen it before. It may always have been there, but suddenly peekaboo, it's there. So the, you know, your image has always been there, but when you find it in the midst of a jungle and suddenly you see your picture, that's the peekaboo, that's the startlingness. And this is the, so that, and it can be there for any image, right? So what startled me and said, whoa, what is that? Um, I thought I'm here and now I'm there. And that experience is to take this volume and see that it is completely different than what I thought it was. It hasn't changed itself. It's still the same volume, but I now see it. It's something else. It's not just that volume. It is something else. And so the peekaboo is, it's not, it startles you because and it's not the quality of the person doing peekaboo with you. So you can't say, well, I would be startled if that were, if my mother were a little bit different. No, you're still startled by the peekaboo. And you could say, well, you know, um, I, if, if I could see God in, in, in my husband if he were just a little bit more handsome. You know, that doesn't work either. It's, so it's not, the image itself is not the problem. The problem is, are we seeing that startled vision of what we're looking at. And so the peekaboo then also connects to this call and response. And this is why we always love the call and response. This is why the gospel singing is call and response. We're saying Marco Polo, Marco Polo. So that's Marco Polo is taking these two elements, these two volumes. Here's one volume shouting or calling, and here's another volume responding. They're calling, responding, calling, responding. And they can't get there until they are all of a sudden on the other side. So you can get closer and closer to the Marco Polo until, but until boom, you've, that's, you've touched the person. Then suddenly you're now it's, you're integrated. Now you're unified. Now you're together. And so the, let's skip a bit. Give him asylum so that he may hear the word of God. So this is the, uh, the word of God. Give him a silence so that he may hear the word of God. Ibn Arabi keeps telling us this word of God is being spoken 
on the tongue of somebody who's a human being. And yet it's the word of God. So volume says this is a human being's tongue, but we're told it's the word of God. So can you see the word of God in this volume? Because we don't have access to what the word of God looks like over here. We only know what the word of God looks like here with a tongue. And so that's why we have the other, uh, the other statement that Ibn Arabi loves to cite. وَقَالَ Allah ala lisan abdihi. Allah spoke, speaks upon the tongue of his slave. Samiullahu liman hamida. Allah hears the one who praises him. And so Ibn Arabi says, so God speaks on someone's tongue. And so if you hear the tongue speaking and you say, I hear the word of God, I hear Allah's word, then you have, then these two volumes are no longer cross sections, they're the full picture. And so the full picture is you hear the word of Allah and the cross section is there's a word of Allah somewhere and then there's the speaking on the tongue of someone else. So this person is speaking and I know that there's something called word of Allah but when I connect them on the shish kebab of the cosmos, then I can hear the word of Allah on this person's tongue. And so it doesn't do for me to say, well, all my friends, they don't recite the Quran very well. So I'm sure if they recited the Quran beautifully, I would certainly hear the word of Allah. So it doesn't work like that either. It's some slave, some, some guy said, uh, Allah hears the one who praises him. And he said that because Allah said that on his tongue. And so if you had visited him, you would have found me. So I was hungry and you fed me not. I was thirsty. You didn't bring me water. I was sick and you didn't visit me. Had you visited him, you would have found me. So you can't say, well, this person wasn't really sick. And therefore that's why I didn't see God. No, it's you had you visited him, you would have seen me. So there's the me, there's the divine. We don't know what anything about that, but we do know, oh, here's this sick person. So the cross section is here's a sick person. And, it, and then we keep seeing these volumes. And the full picture is, this is, Allah is here with him. And so to see those together at the same time, instead of as cross sections, is to see the full picture. And this happens, uh, so that question mark up there, this happens through this alchem alchemical process called love. Because when you love someone, you focus, and when you focus, what they see and want and desire and are, are what you see. And so if the beloved loves the hot sun, you love the hot sun, even if you don't like being hot, because your beloved loves it. So you begin to connect from you to the beloved. And this connection is no longer cross sections, like here I am and here's the beloved. They have somehow merged and they have become this one picture, this whole picture. And I don't know who I am and who my beloved is. And that's why Ibn Arabi says, I am the one I love. And the one I love is I. So this is the call and response. If you'd visited him, give him a silence so you may hear the word of Allah. And you can't get there, there from here. There is no good in a love which the intellect oversees. So you cannot get by analogy or by thinking into this place. So there is no good in a love the intellect oversees. That's an Arabic uh, proverb or saying. And then we also heard a few weeks ago, one of the friends saying, he makes me hungry so that I will cry. He makes me hungry so that I will cry. And so that's call and response. So the call and response here is Allah makes him hungry, which is a call. And he responds saying, I'm hungry. And that's the response, the call and the response. And uh, my friend and colleague in, in Medan, Indonesia, Norasia, she says, this is how we know that the Sharia is the path to the divine. Because it's all of these things which saying, do this, don't do that. 
So when you do something, you're saying, I'm, it's, the, it's the call response. Do something, is call, you're called to do that, and you respond. I did it because I was called to do it. I didn't do that because I was called not to do that. So call and response, call and response. So uh, hoping all this comes together and we now have, uh, Nora will be able to take us through that when you are on this other side and you look back and say, I, I got here, I got where I am and I couldn't get there from here, but where am I? This is where we are. So Nora, please. <laughs> This nightingale, stranger to space and time, has flown here from the garden of your essence. That abode is simply the friend, all divine face gazing, gazing. This mad song becomes more beautiful as longing grows deeper and deeper. Dervish singing is now constant. Nothing surpasses this passionate love. This bold lover questions the source of being why the soul flies into the veils of creation so the light of supplication can flash from allah's heart to allah's heart only allah being beyond being, shining, shining, glorious, shining. This dervish is now complete. Nothing surpasses this passionate love. Nothing surpasses this question love. So supplication is call of call and response. And the cross sections are here's Allah's heart and here's Allah's heart. And so with call and response, then we see this flash from Allah's heart to Allah's heart. And that is then the big picture. So thank you, Nora. That's beautiful. So uh, uh, Hamida Noor, uh, Kate has, has agreed to uh, gather the questions and comments and things like that. So please uh, go through her with the chat or raising hands and then she'll tell me what's next. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, well, a comment from me on the chat was the first one, which was early on in your talk. Um, it seemed like another metaphor would be what happened to me some years ago when a friend and I sat and tried to find the moment when day turned into night and we couldn't find it. <laughs> we all fight. It was just night then. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's similar, <laughs> similar yeah. to what, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, I mean, I'd be keep, he loves to look at every single place he can find where you go up, 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 and then you're on the other side. And of course that's the two C's meet and they never cross, they never transgress each other. Uh, and so these, that's the Barzakh. And it's, it's, these membranes are everywhere in our life when we start looking at them, they're fascinating. <laughs> Wonderful. Here's a comment from Nadsri Hashim to everyone. Okay. Yeah. In one dimensional gas dynamics, you are describing about shockwave. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, the, this one-dimensional waves also you can talk about are uh, standing waves. And Ibn Arabi talks about, he says there's nine, nine angels here and nine angels there. Um, and then, and well, it's nine angels here and then the, the friends here, the awliya are here. And, it, and they could be for other people. But the nine, they send something to the, to the friend. And if the friend is in a certain state, it bounces back and comes the same way. And that's called a converse wave. Uh, but if it if the friend is in a different way, the way the wave rises up with it and then sends it back 
differently than an inverted way than it came. So there's inverse and there's converse waves. As Ibn Arabi has a complicated discussion about this, I could see a little bit the wave dynamic and I have a picture there. Um, so when a wave comes like this and it hits a solid thing, it comes back exactly the way it was. But if it comes this way and then rises up, then it comes back in a way that's opposite or inverted. And so Ibn Arabi says all motions are therefore converse, reverse, or inverse. Because <laughs> we always thought sirat al-mustaqim, you know, we have a, we have a, a straight path. Well, it's, these are wave dynamics we're talking about in there. Converse, inverse, and reverse. So something like that. <laughs> but and then there's uh, you know. another question from Hadija Zahra. Oh, no, that's not it. Um, oh, yeah. What is the other end of the shish? Of the shish kebab. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this, so how does, how does the being on that side uh, connect us through a barza, which nothing can pass through? And so, in a sense, the connection can't, it can't be a ladder which passes through the barza, because then anyone could step on that ladder and go through it. So it can't be that. So there is a, there's this, and then there's this, and then somehow there's the whole picture. And the metaphor that we use is love, because this is, uh, we can't, there's, there's no other way that we can describe geometrically or physically how something can go through, how the shish kebab stick could go through the barzakh. And so we have our soul here, then we dream and we're here. And we don't know how we got there and we can't walk there and we can't come back from there. Um, and yet, so that's where, and that's where the big question, and then that then becomes uh, why we call it love because it's not something that it's, it's this feeling and experience and it can't be gone beyond. So we're told, how do we work with it? Well, we're told the way you work with it is you free a slave, you take care of the orphan and you feed the poor. That's how you work with it. Um, and that's the most that can be said. And then the experience of this whole picture of the shish kebab stick that is in both worlds, that experience is the experience of love. And so when we want to fix the, the onion and the tomato on this side, we're told the way you fix it is not because you want to have a nice meal. You fix it because Allah says, I don't like the oppressors. I love the patient. I love the ones who are gentle. And so that's why for our beloved, we do all these things, adjusting all the things in this world. Sam said his hand up for a while and then I'll go back to the chat. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, hi, um, thank you. I just had a quick question. It's, uh, it's more of a personal um, question. And I think it relates to uh, what you said in one of the last slides about how uh, God basically wants to make the servant call upon him more so he doesn't give the person or servant uh, what they're asking perhaps because he wants the servant to to ask more i think you mentioned now and then also previously before um so i'm, I'm in a difficult well i'm in a bit of a situation where there's something that i need um and i want to happen and i'm wondering in on the one hand i'm kind of wondering if I should continue asking for it, you know, because God wants me to, wants to hear me and wants me to ask for it and, and deepen that kind of request with love and passion or whatever. Or if that is kind of an attachment in a way, like maybe I should remain objective so that, um, so I'm kind of in a battle in between these two. I'm wondering if I should continue asking and praying about it and, and so on, or I should just let it be, and then just be, remain objective as it, if it ha if God wants it to happen, it will happen. If not, then it won't happen. So at least I'm not constantly attaching myself to the external, um, the outcome of this. So I'm kind of in the middle of this, and, and I wondered um, if you um, have any sort of um, suggestion or based on your experiences and your readings, yeah if you have any recommendations for me. I'm sorry if it's a bit personal, but I just thought I would ask mm -hmm. if, if possible. Thank you. And no worries if this is not something you don't feel comfortable. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, well, Ibn Arabi looks at that as, as the prayer of, of choosing, of, 
when you're when you're asked to istikhara to to make a choice and the prayer of choosing or making a choice is one that is one where you say make easy what is what you want me to do what is your will and your decree make it easy for me and then uh, make what is not good for me and what you don't want for me make that hard and so uh, so this so because you're very 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 right but to notice that when you're in that position um, are you asking for something as as because as, as we, we talked about, Allah and his angels are there and Allah says, now give this person what he wants right away because I don't like to hear his voice, but don't give this person right away because I love to hear his voice. And so that's the lover beloved. Um, so there's that, there is that situation. Um, and if you're, and so if you're not in that, if you don't know that you're in that situation, then you're in the situation of asking for your choice. What is the best choice? And so that's presenting yourself in the prayer, saying, what is, what is your decree? Make that easy for me. Um, and this also has to do then with, um, as we, uh, some of us have been discussing about the liver. And the liver is the place where you are able to say, what is your decree? Make your decree what I want. What you want, make it what I want. So, so that's, that's, a, that's a kind of a prayer that's focusing on the liver and the idea that you make your decree easy for me so that it's the decree that I want to have also. So. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, the path is very complicated. There's no one answer for anything. <laughs> Abdul Haq asks in the chat, what are the seven skies? Are they related? to the selves to the seven selves oh the seven skies and seven selves well well now not necessarily related in the in the sort of the spiritual seven levels idea but there are there are sort of venus selves and mars selves and and saturnic selves so there are there are these different selves which are connected to these planets and these frequencies so the idea here is that Ibn Abi is saying that as the sound comes out, they're going to different frequencies. And these frequencies are the shish kebab linked to a planet or to a comet or to whatever it's linked to. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, from MU, <laughs> oh, can we please have further elaboration on gathering all one's energy into a whole and sending it like an arrow to what one desires. What does this mean in this? Yeah, good. yeah that's Jose. Um, yeah, we were in Vienna that time. Uh, so the uh, gathering together, Ibn Arabi uses the, when the prayer is called and the people are standing together. So they're shoulder to shoulder. And then Sheikh Nuhak says heart to heart. We become one to another. And so if you look at these, it's like a line and another line and another line, and it's almost making a plane. So that's that same process that, that one person stands, the next person stands, the next person stands, and they become linked together. They're heart to heart until suddenly, alchemically, they are now a whole. They're now a whole. And the moment they are a whole, then what they want to do pierces through reality and it's done because they're not a bunch of different people doing something or wanting something or asking for something. Suddenly, the hand of Allah is with the, the whole. And so they are then the hand of Allah. And so they, they, have, they, have, they have gone from individuals to a complete whole, and they are the ones from behind whom, as Khalifas, Allah acts. So that's how that works. From Saima Alvi, teleportation from one dimension, whoops, it just skipped on me, <laughs> to the other dimension beyond the Barzak. That is the image that comes to imagination. Yes, yes. And, and in fact, so the image and the imagination also. So image is here, image making is here. So, and the Barzak is here. So the image is here and the image making is here. And if you look at it as the shadow play, or as the movie theater, the image making is the picture that's going to be projected onto this screen. And then when it hits the screen, which is the Barzak, we look on this side and say, oh, look, there's an image. 
Because when you look in the mirror, you don't look at the mirror. You look beyond the mirror, uh, twice the distance from you to the mirror, mirror to the image. And so the barzakh, you, is if it, when you see it as a mirror, you're looking at the barzakh but not focused on it. You look here and you see your image here. And so who looks from here and sees whose image here? And I am a treasure which is concealed. That is, this treasure can't be shown, cannot come through the barzakh and say, here I am. Just the way the who, once it leaves the, the chest and the mouth, is no longer the who in one way, because the who is unseen. So the, the unseen breath that came from here is not the same as the breath that comes out here. It is and it isn't. And so when, and so when the, so the treasure is necessarily concealed because it cannot be over here. So you take the Barzakh here, these are the uncountable holy divine names, and these are the countable names. So every time I say, would you please give me an uncountable number? And the number comes, it's a countable number. Give me another uncountable number, and it comes as a number that's countable. Infinite, but countable. And that's because the uncountable cannot be in this side. The unseen cannot be in this side. And so behind the curtain are all of this, this world that cannot be seen, but whose image can then be projected to this side. And you explain what you mean by the living. Yeah, so we, I, uh, Nora and some others, we were talking about uh, how liver um, now, in Arabic and in Malay, Malaysia, you say hati for heart. And, in, and in, uh, we were talking about in Urdu, in the subcontinent also. And in, uh, in Arabic, you can say liver in what we in English think of as the heart. So you, you would say, you're my dear heart. You would say, you're my dear liver. And so the liver is something to do with uh, this. Well, so if our liver is hot and anxious and unhappy, it does all sorts of things to the rest of our body, but that heat rises to the heart and makes the heart angry and, and hot. And when the liver is calm, and Ibn Arabi talks about this, the soothing and the coolness of it, then the heart can flourish. So there's something about this, uh, this liver uh, that, that where we are prepared for love or prepared for something else. And so we need to, uh, so both, it's, it's also symptom and cause, you know, so on the one hand, love fixes our body, but also when our body is fixed, we're able to love, but you can't get from there to here, from here to there. So you, so becoming more and more healthy doesn't make you find love and becoming more and more love doesn't always change the way the body is either. And so that we want to, we, so it, you can't go from here to there we have to go to the whole picture, which is this magic thing called love. So Baki says, I'm not sure I agree that we <laughs> love all that our beloved loves. Maybe at the beginning when we fall in love, but me, love is to accept and support the difference after 40 years of marriage. <laughs> yeah, well, see, see, that's, this is the whole, this is the argument that I always have with Baki. So there's, there's divine spirit love, and then there's nature love. And, and Ibn Arabi talks about them very separate. And Baki is saying, well, they're not quite so separate. You know, in other words, um, you know, you would be happy if your husband was a little more handsome or your wife was a little more, whatever. So that is, there is that truth, but that is a nature-based truth because the divine love can't see what you look like in that sense. So you really are, you are God, you are beautiful. When the beloved looks at you with divine spirit love, they don't see anything that's happening to you. I'll just show that I, the way I explained it once was I have two children who are, I'll give them as one has kind of a spirit love for me and the other is more of a nature love. And so uh, the one with nature love, if I'm, if I'm all sweaty and grimy, then, and, he, and he's about to come put his arm on my shoulder, I say, no, don't do that. You know, cause I know that he'll say, oh yeah, you know, how you're grimy and sweaty. But the other one, she'll say, oh wow, you are so grimy and sweaty. 
but doesn't bother her the slightest, right? So that's, uh, that's divine love, when you just cannot see uh, whether the person is grimy and sweaty or not. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, in relationships, then we do have that mix. And so the divine part is what keeps us going when the person is not up to par in the nature-based love, which is good. And so then they have a chance to be, you know, be nicer. And then when they are nicer, then everything comes together. So <laughs> it does work that way. Ibn Arabi does not really go into that because he said, you know, here's this and here's that. And uh, we don't hear too much about how he negotiated his life. Uh, but we do, have, we do find out, of course, with the Prophet how he went through life with divine love and, and human or nature love. And with his wives, he, he loved he was made to love women. And so those wives had no problem knowing that no matter what they looked like, they were, they were the beloved. And so he was, they were made beloved to him. Definitely. So, so also, Oh, sorry. Well, you know, and we're hearing from Esana that in Berber, which um, I think Ibn Abi's mother was Barbary, it was Berber, uh, that the liver is also talked about as with the heart. Beautiful which goes into what Baki wrote. Also, liver also has a very spiritual function. It is to align the limited self to divine awareness. Aha, uh -huh. okay, there we go. Good, good. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, and then, yeah. Does Ibn Arabi consider the breath, the chest and mouth only, or does he also consider the belly? Hmm. <laughs> well, okay, well, the, the belly, the button, is batin, is the inside. So in a sense, I have to go back and look at those passages when he talks about the, the insides. Uh, sometimes it's like the belly, the button, B-U-T-N and B-A-T-I-N, so batin. Um, okay, still something to look at. Good, good. And Bach and I will continue this argument. <laughs> okay, here's, here's two more questions. Being here and or there, does Ibn Arabi only talk about image, recognizing oneself through seeing, or does he talk about sensing too, meaning sensing oneself in others? Mm -hmm. Yes, certainly the, uh, the senses, um, all the things that we are gathering in the earth now, um, from the time we were entered into the, the, the fetus in the womb, from that time till the time we die, um, are gathering these images and senses, these, these experiences and smells and tastes and, and, and hear and, and sounds heard and all of that. And so all of this is, is happening. Um, that when we go into the other world, we describe it using those images and those senses. Um, and then, but that's not the same as going to the unseen, because in the unseen, this merging with Allah, that's the one that we no longer have access to, because the, the senses, the countable, the finite can't, can't be there. Um, but this, so with, now with divine love, the divine love takes all the images or the, the people and beings and things and events that we love, um, and it jumps off to the divine. And so we, because we never see the entity itself. So I am actually cannot be seen because the entity that I am is every moment being clothed in a new breath, a new tajali, new names, new divine names. And so what you're seeing is the progression of divine names and actions and uh, divine qualities coursing through being clothed on this entity, which is now invisible. So I am invisible. All you see is God. And so that's why the Sufis get in trouble because they're saying, oh, he just said he's God. Yeah, the entity is there. It's invisible. It's invisible to me. It's invisible to you. The clothing of that entity is divine. And so, the, and so what you see then is the divine. And so that's how when we look at other people with their own senses from a divine look and divine love, we, uh, we don't, we, we, we are seeing that these entities, 
none is more tremendous or less tremendous than the other. And so anyone who says their soul is better than the soul of Pharaoh doesn't know souls. And Be'ezid Bistami, show me the least tremendous so I may show you the most tremendous. So all of these entities uniquely are equal and the clothing that's on them is what is loved. So when you love what you think is the entity, you're actually loving the clothing and therefore Allah is being worshiped. And that's why la ilaha illallah. And Allah says, I have decided and resolved that you will only worship me. So you can worship whatever you think you're worshiping and it will only be the clothing of that entity, which is my clothing. And so therefore only I am being worshiped. So. Saying with every breath is a path to Allah. Does Ibn Arabi say anything about the relationship between breath, air, and water? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, yeah, but that, uh, that's, yeah, I've, I'm still very, very confused about all of that. But in the address, right in the beginning of the Futuhat, he has the one where breath f stirs up the water and makes foam. And the foam is the Ahmed, is uh, from the shore to the far shore. So what all that means, I'm not sure. But the, so the, the breath foams the water. So the water is life. The breath is what makes alive. So the water is the basis of life and the breath is the, the clothing of life, the, the activating of life. And then that activation of life foams. And with a foam, this foam is stretching, is the Ahmed, is the Muhammad, is the Nur Muhammad, stretching from the near shore to the far shore. So that's the imagery. And more than that, I'd have, we, we have to go back and see that. <laughs> I think we're complete, Chuey. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, we lots lots to sit on and, and think of over and contemplate over the over the days. <laughs> Thank you. Good.